Hey everyone, welcome back to the Garage Gym Experiment podcast. This is the first podcast we're recording in 2022. I'm Adam and I'm here with Jake and this is our weekly Sunday survey recap. Once again, we're joined by a special guest. Today, we're pumped to have Adam Hensley, who is the owner of Garage Gym Lab and the inventor of the Preacher Pad. Adam, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's always great to chat with another Adam and a Jake too. And uh, I'm just really impressed with you guys' podcast. Congratulations for you know, getting it off the ground and I'm excited to be here. Oh, cool, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. So today we're going to be covering some survey questions from Christmas about holiday workouts, some strength sport interests of the community, who will be the most popular equipment supplier for home gym strength and more. In addition, we have a number of individual questions for Adam to answer. So with that, we're going to send it off to Jake. Jake, survey. All right. Thank you. All right, to start off, we asked a few questions on Christmas night, just like Adam mentioned earlier. So as you know, one of the many perks of the home gym is that it is open 24 seven, 365, and it's not closed on holidays like many of the other uh, gyms you may have gone to in the past or really any other commercial gym types. So we have a few questions to start us off. Number one, do you typically train on the holidays? The possible answers were yes, occasionally, or no. What do you guys think? How many people do you think said no? Percentage-wise, no, occasionally, or yes. So keep in mind, home gym. I, I, would, I would guess that there were, the majority would have said no. Yeah. Maybe like 60% said no. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. Man, you guys are way off. So only 14% said no. Good for you people. Yeah. <laughs> 39% said occasionally, and then about 47% said yes. So most of us home gym owners are taking advantage of those holidays. You guys, I, I you guys didn't work out? Uh, absolutely, I did. Yeah, of course. Oh. Adam, do you work out on Christmas? I, I did I did not work out on oh, Christmas. No. My, my well, we have, my wife is big on like planning stuff, so our schedules get pretty jammed up on holidays. So now I usually take the holidays off myself. We were pretty much on our own as a family, so like that afternoon, I was like, I'm just gonna go do something. Santa sent me some mag grips, so I trained back Ooh. by on Christmas. Oh, that's a good lead into our next question. So. We also asked, did you get something for your home gym as a present for the holiday season? 44% were lucky enough to get something under the tree or however you celebrate. So I, I would have thought that that would have been higher. Me too. And I went back and looked to see if we had any comparison data and we didn't. So you think, I think uh, more, more people wanted gifts but yeah, yeah. maybe they weren't good enough <laughs> yeah what about our black friday crowd that percentage was around 45 percent. you think they counted that as like they got it for christmas even if they're buying for themselves mm, i don't think so i know you yeah. did though i you? did but then i also got it for <laughs> christmas so you know I, I always get a kick out of the the uh the stories that i hear from people who get like black friday gifts but like their spouses won't let them open it until christmas mm -hmm. And it's like, it's just, oh. <laughs> like I said, Santa Claus brought me mag grips, <laughs> but there's this weird shaped box in my extra bathroom for like weeks. It was crazy. It's like torture, man. I, I asked, I got the no. <laughs> it, it takes me back to my birthday though. So, um, I made a, um, a, a purchase like, um, two weeks before my birthday. I was like, Oh, just, just, it's Christmas. Or I mean, I'm sorry. It's, it's my birthday present. Don't worry about getting me anything. So then birthday came and gone. I was like, wait, you didn't get me anything. She's like, you got it. You already opened it. You bought it. So <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Do you stay consistent with eating slash drinking during the holidays? Uh, only 11% say yes. 37% um, say absolutely not. 25, I try, and 27%, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> I like that answer. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty difficult and just kind of obsessive. Uh, sorry, 11%, but it's a little obsessive to stay consistent during the holidays. 
at least the 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 main couple of days. Wow, silence. Did I offend anybody? <laughs> you didn't no. offend, you didn't you didn't offend me. I don't uh, I don't track at all during the holidays. All right. Do you typically set gym related goals going into each year? About half do, 51% said yes. What about you guys? Yeah, um, fitness related goal. Yeah. Not not in the gym though, it's outside. But like to like to do a, a a distance run I got in mind. Adam, any goals? Yeah, I mean I I am always kind of looking to to reset my goals. So I would like to gain 10 pounds uh of you know lean mass heading into the summer. Uh and I'm a hard gainer, so that's that's pretty tough for me. I'm about 165 pounds now and that requires about 3,500 calories a day. So to get to 10 pounds, it's really you know, I really got to cram it in and I'm not somebody who can like eat a lot at one time. I kind of graze throughout the day. Um, so that's probably going to be my biggest goal you heading maintain- into the first half. You maintain at 3,500. I do. That's impressive. It sucks. My wife in, always, in a mad. way it does, but like, yeah, it, I mean, technically well, that's a lot of people want that. Like, yeah, want to be yeah, able to it, eat and I don't know. That's pretty good. It, it, it's cool, but it's also not cool because I'm like, I just want to gain some weight. Yeah, to go my up, wife, that's tough. Yeah, and like I always hear when I when people hear me say that, some will be like, oh, that must be nice. I Here I am, you know, trying to lose weight. And it's like, you know, as frustrating as it is for people who are trying to lose weight, it's equally as frustrating for somebody who's trying to gain weight. Yeah. So that's my biggest goal. Jake, goals? I want to do a long run with you. Um, I would say I, I typically do set goals, but I don't usually have them by January 1st. So I'll probably have it. I'll probably have one, some, some, uh, some business per or business fitness by the end of maybe next week, something like that. Yeah. 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 I'll have a bunch of micro goals, but, I, uh, yeah, there is just one goal. And I'll be honest, they usually fall off by like March. I usually totally forget about them unless it's like <laughs> something I put on the, I'm it's yeah, it's, I'm not trying to say I stick to them, but, <laughs> um, like most people, they end up falling off for usually I just lose interest. Make it to March though. That's pretty good. Yeah, I guess we'll see. <laughs> I'm, I'm not like, I'm usually a pretty motivated person when it comes to most stuff. So it's usually they just change slightly yeah but all right let's let's move on to um the most so those questions were all asked christmas evening um and the next questions were the next questions we're going to talk about are from sunday so number one which strength sport interests you most so this response this is a question we've asked many times over the years and um it didn't really change much at all from last August, which is when we last asked this. Um, so 35% say powerlifting, 30% bodybuilding, 27% CrossFit slash Olympic weightlifting, and then about 9% at strongman. So I did, I did change it a little bit and added CrossFit slash Olympic lifting which upset a few people to group them together. But I mean, <laughs> your it, crowd's too small. That, that the Instagram, the inst, it's the only way you can do it in Instagram. So yeah, you only get four uh, choices, right? Right. That's, that's, but this usually does, this usually only limits a few questions, but this is the one that usually I feel it the most. Just because yeah, there's one just- more. Yeah. I'm not too surprised with the, uh, with the results on that one. Powerlifting would be mine personally. And I feel like it's just grown in popularity so much over the last six, seven years. Yeah. And we've, we've seen the powerlifting percentage typically tick up a few percentages each time we do this. So yeah, it's, it's the number one. And I would say the powerlifting group is the loudest, if that makes sense on uh, Instagram or the most passionate home home gym owners. So 
Yeah, I don't think any of us are surprised by that. Um, so what's worse for home workouts, hot summers or cold winters? So this question was actually asked a month ago and I, and I put the wrong question in there and the results didn't vary. Um, but 60, 66% said cold winters, 34% hot summers. Um, moving on, how much will you spend on your home gym in 2022? So this one's pretty interesting. Only 10% say they'll spend less than $100. So not a lot, spending under 100. 24% between 100 and 300. 43% say between 300 and 1,000. And then 23% say over 1,000. So this kind of, this aligns really well with what we typically, we typically say most of these people, most people are building their home gym out one step at a time, kind of out, always on the prowl for new equipment when they're ready to spend. Um, so kind of makes sense. Yeah, I think so. I'll definitely be in the over a thousand category. Hey man, I, uh, I uh, saw that, um, that, that post of that new garage you're acquiring. When's that happening? Uh -huh. Thanks, man. Uh, I'm actually in the process of finalizing that now. Um, so it's actually not ready for occupancy yet. The building's still being constructed. It should be done hopefully by mid or early February. Um, so I'm going to try to get in as early, obviously as early as possible, and then just start uh, start building it up, you know, slowly over time. And yeah. we need to add a couple uh, Q&A questions for this one, though. Yeah, yeah. That's, Let's that's, ask them right now. Oh, I was just curious. Do you have um, complete control of what you can do and what type of building is it? It looks yeah, like so a standard like, garage. It, it, well, it, it is. It, it, it's actually an interesting concept. So actually about a mile from my house, it's these luxury, what they call luxury garage suites. So most people are storing like their high-end cars. Um, so like, the, the like rich people with nice cars. Yeah, yeah. The CEO of Ally Bank has like two million dollars of cars in this in these place in these garages. Um, so most people are doing that. There's like an anesthesiologist there who's got really expensive cars. There's a few people that have like their man caves outside of their homes, like they just want to get away or whatever from their mm. from their house, their kids, their wives, you know, whatever. And then I'll be the probably the only one that has a gym. Um, but they are just standard garages. They range from like. I want to say 550 square feet up to over 2000 square feet. The 2000 square footers are two story volume. So people can park like motor coaches or they can have car lifts and a mezzanine for like a man cave up top with cars in the bottom or whatever you want to do. I'm going to have one that's about 960 square feet and that'll be fully conditioned with a bathroom which is great and a high lift on the garage door. So I have no height restrictions. I think with 15 foot ceilings. So it'll be a pretty cool little setup. And the fact that it's only a mile from my house is, is really awesome. Just as a fellow garage gym content producer, I guess, <laughs> um, it would be nice to get out of the house sometimes. Just, you know, I feel like that would be a really good spot like that you can spend half the day, full day away, you know, just to Absolutely. be a nice change of pace. Not sure how, where your head's at just being at home most of the days, but. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a big part of it. My kids are in school, like they're in daycare, but you know, it's nice. It's still nice to get out of the house a little bit, especially on you know, Tuesdays, like my kids and every, we're all here. Like today we've all been here. So it's a, uh, it's a lot to manage, but it'll be good to get out on occasion for sure. Yeah. yeah and you're going to put your office in there, right? Yeah. I'm thinking about moving my entire office over there. My wife has a little side hustle too. So she can take over my space here for the most part. Nice. And I can, uh, yeah, I can take my computer and everything over there. Now, are you going to like, you probably have like your favorite pieces in your current garage. Like, are you moving anything over there or is this a blank canvas? You're just bringing new things in. I'm going to, I'm going to move two or three 
things over there. Like I'm going to move my rep rack over there and I'm probably going to take my true form runner over there and then my squat max MD. Okay. And then I'm probably going to leave the rest here and then I'll fill out, you know, the gaps in my personal garage gym here and then add new in the other space. But we live in a, we live in a golf cart community. My, uh, my wife has really been pushing us to, to get a golf cart. And even though I'm very much against parking in the driveway or in, in the garage, rather, we're going to probably get a golf You're cart. Fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. doesn't count. Good. I've been, I've been so worried about it. No, um, doesn't so. Count. <laughs> if you can pick it up, it's not a car. Yeah. There, hey, okay. Yeah, I'll, don't, I'll, I'll go. Don't let the discord group find out about this though. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. They'll, they'll <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay so uh flooring in the new place no you got the uh the play flooring right now what are you gonna do in the new place yeah, yeah i have play here and i'm gonna have play there am i saying it right is, is it just play or is it play oh what is play it? yeah play. play okay um you're, you're doing yeah, it over so there have, yeah i'm gonna do it over there too i'm gonna do a different product though. i have the rolled rubber here and over there i'm probably gonna do the ultra tiles um Other which times. are like yeah. one inch one inch thick and they're two by two squares it's not the puzzle piece yeah i've um, seen them Matt's, um yeah do, are you, yeah they're modular it, so it's like a it's a great op, it's a great system it's a it's a great flooring system for a space that you're not necessarily going to have a permanent uh you know footprint in and you can move it around replace the tiles etc as you need are the are the grooves like exaggerated um in between yeah them? I, Okay. Yep. Exactly. There, it's like very much a grid lock, like yeah. grid look rather. Um, really, really sharp. You see it a lot in facilities where it'll be like on the front of a rack as a platform. So they'll have like darker tiles and then they'll lighten it up on the, where the plates sit. And then in the center will be like a colored one where they've got their logo or something like that, just to create a little bit of depth and some different look. Very cool. All right. I got one more question. What's uh? Do you have like a the the first big piece you're gonna bring in? Not yet, actually. Um, that's you know, it's it really is gonna be sort of like a, a blank canvas deal. You know, it's it's open for. I'm actually gonna open it up to the community a little bit, kind of like yep. how you guys do these surveys, and it's gonna be, you know, something where I reach out to the community and say, what would you guys like to see? Like tag tag the companies. Um, you know, let me know. And then maybe I'll see if I can add it to the gym and it'll, it'll be a good opportunity for me to also kind of cycle some equipment, you know, in and out and maybe go back and forth between, between the two gyms and, um, you know, test out as much as I can. Yeah. That's like the, um, we always talk about the home gym hobbyist and that's like the home gym hobbyist dream right there. Like another, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. another space separate from your own and it's completely blank do whatever you want in it like it's gonna be so fun i know man it'll, it'll be fun it'll be fun i'm looking forward to sharing it with the with you guys and with the community for sure awesome can't wait to see it yeah that's 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 sweet are are there rules in that area like could you train somebody if you wanted to or have a personal trainer come in and and say hey we'll we'll rent like this studio. out to you yeah, like a studio. Could oh, yeah. you run it like a studio or are there rules against that? There are rules against that right now. Um, they, they may change that at some point in the future or they may just carve out some dedicated space up front for retail or something like that where you can use it as a commercial sort of place. Um, now, if I were to bring like you guys over and train, like that's right. fine. Are you inviting yeah. me right now? <laughs> yeah of course man come on down okay no but they've got like a they've got a gate it's like gated so it would be pretty obvious if a bunch of people are coming in and out and you know having access to your facility and, and doing it that way but if it's like a one-off deal if i'm training some people in my neighborhood or something like that it's not going to be an issue but if i turn it into a full-blown facility then there there may be some repercussions well, at that point, it's it's the same as someone who uses that space as a man cave and, and brings friends to to drink there. Like, yeah, it's the same yeah. thing. Right. But what are the rules as far as like noise go? Like, can you get like a three a.m. training session? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, it's not like an apartment community or something where you have to worry about some noise ordinance because you're going to be interrupting people's sleep. 
Right. Um, most people are like the person that's going to be uh, taking the space next to mine is storing like two antique tractors that he'll probably never pull out unless there's a parade in town. So I'm not going to be surrounded, I don't think, by people who are going to be, right. um, you know, bothered by noise. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Dope. All right. Let's uh, let's move on through the survey questions. So what's a bigger issue during home workouts? Good warm up or finishing strong? So last, go ahead. Okay. It's going to be a huge, overwhelming uh, warm up as opposed to like finishing strong. I'm talking like 80, uh, 20. You're, you're close. So three out of five say that it would be tougher to, it's, it's a bigger issue to get a good warm up compared to finishing strong. Um, so we, la- we also asked about this last June where um, it varied a little bit, but 64 said a good warm up was a bigger issue. So gap is closing a little bit. All right, next up, how many people do you know with serious garage gyms? So we've we've talked about this on a podcast before. And the last time this was asked was in February of 2021. And the responses did not change like at all. So this was another something, another question that we just didn't see any change. 35% say zero. 57% zero, 57% one to three, 6% four to six, and then only 2% more than seven. And we also emphasize don't count internet friends. Sounds so creepy. Internet friends. <laughs> well, well, you have to because know, there's these big groups. Like, yeah. I know Adam Hensley and he has one. <laughs> he, Adam Hensley definitely has more than seven serious grad gym internet friends. <laughs> so that would skew actually, the data i'm actually impressed with like how many people in my neighborhood have pretty legit gyms really you know, it's one of those things yeah it's one of those things where anytime i drive around my neighborhood and there's an open garage like i'm i'm peeking in i'm, I'm trying to see if they you know have a garage gym at all and i've i've been pleasantly surprised i think i've seen about three we went to ha- on halloween this year I met one who had a pretty good setup and then we went to like a yard sale in our neighborhood last year and we were visiting with a, a couple and I looked over next door and there were these, this young couple and they were getting after it and they had a fully dedicated <laughs> garage gym. It was, it was amazing. It was, they did a great job with it. So that was cool to see, but yeah, I mean, I think that's, uh, you know, it's definitely starting to, to pick up. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if, um, something if something has to do with the warmer weather because i i've lived in two neighborhoods since um like i've had my own and i've seen like one in either of my neighborhoods yeah i think you're i think you're probably onto something there i think that's probably a huge part of it um you know there's we do have basements here i don't have a per, right. i don't have a basement in our house some some homes do have basements but uh, I think here, the majority of home gyms are, are in a garage. Yeah, yeah. I would say a lot of, a lot of people, like a lot of people in my neighborhood, a little older, they probably just have treadmills or something in somewhere in their house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone that I, I thought of for that question, they, they all lived where I used to live, North Carolina. And then I think about like, I know nobody in Michigan that has yeah. a home gym except myself you know, handful of Peloton bikes, but that I don't care. Yeah. It's, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. The wave's coming. Yeah. Regular or strongman sandbags. So last year we did this. Um, I think it was early, way early in the year last year. And strongman sandbags were the winner by 1%. However, this time regular sand, regular sandbags um, had about 5% more than strongman sandbags. So 31% voted, sorry, um, <laughs> a lot of data in my, in my face. Uh, 31% voted regular, 26% voted strongman, 
35% do not know the difference between regular or strongman sandbags. And then only 8% said it's a tie. What, what would you guys go with? I, per, I personally prefer the strongman sandbags. I do as well. Um, and that's mainly because I just use them in the more let, or I should say the less dynamic way. I, you know, bear hug them and right. walk, bear hug them and squat, yeah. bear hug them. Yeah. Bear hug them in March. I'm not really doing the dynamic movements with the handles and things like that. So I tend to use strongman bags more than regular. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I'm going to say the same thing. The, the only one I have, um, Jake, you gave it to me, the get our X hundred pound one. Um, yeah, and I, it's a good one. I, I wouldn't have touched a strongman sandbag or recommended it until I put my hands on one and you get a workout with one and what a, um, you know, under appreciated piece of equipment. Like you can just do a, like a March around your backyard and be winded. I, yeah. I thought they're excellent. There, there are plenty yeah. of people. So there are plenty of people if they have, if they want to start a home gym and ultimately build on from it. But if they have $200 to start, get a couple of strongman sandbags and those will give you a ton of versatility off the pull-up bar and a sandbag take up no space yeah yeah dude jake have you uh have you picked up the bag and marched on the sand dune yet no i haven't yeah you got to try that okay it's excellent it's excellent i was actually just doing that with dumbbells the other day um and i was like this is this this is hard, but it feels like it's doing something, you know, not, <laughs> not everything you do. You're like, ah, oh, I, I feel like this is good for me. It was one of those things where I was like, this feels like it's just good for my muscles. I'm going to do this more often. <laughs> my, my sandbags in the, in the garage, because I only use it like in the summer months in the backyard. And then the, um, the true forms in the garage as well. And I was staring at both of them. I was like, I wonder if I could do sandbag walks <laughs> on the truth. I haven't tried it yet. I'm afraid, but uh, well, what's going to happen? What's going to happen is you're going to get going a little bit too fast and then it's going to be uh, it's going to be a mess on your hands because <laughs> you're going to face plant or something. <laughs> My wife was cracking up when I went to fill up that sandbag. So I live, um, I live next to the great lake. So we, we, drove my son out to the beach and uh, I took my sandbag with me and the walk out to the sand was it's a hike and we finally get out there and I fill up this hundred pound bag and then I had to hike it all the way back to the car there was um, a <laughs> lot of people staring at me but it's okay I now have sand for my sandbag there you go <laughs> what a story all right and then the last question um before we get to the Q&A with Adam is in five years, who will be the most popular equipment supplier for home gym strength? So the, the options were Rogue, Rep, Amazon slash Walmart, and then other. So as you'd probably expect, Rogue is the, the choice for most with 56% of the votes. Rep was in second with 21% of the votes. Amazon slash Walmart, 13%, they were in third, and then other bringing it home with 9% of the votes. If somebody vote, voted other, we also asked them who it would be. A lot of people responded. Easy um, company that received the most responses was Titan. So just keep that in mind. Most of the other votes, people are thinking Titan. Bells of Steel had a few other, had a few responses as well, which is kind of surprising, but kind of in the same league as um, Titan, I would, I would say. Um, so we also asked this question in February of 2021. So basically 11 months ago, and, uh, the answers did vary a little bit. So rogue went from 62% to 56%. That's a 9% decrease. Rep was the winner in this in this sense, where they went from about 13% to 21%, which is a 70% increase. They took a lot of votes from Walmart as well, who went from 18.6 to 13 minus 30%. And then other went up 31% from just seven to 9%. So 
but that's a pretty pretty good improvement from the rep crew and i I don't i think we probably could have predicted that it seems like rep has gotten a good hold of a lot of home gym owners and have really found who their target customer is and that is a lot of home gym owners so yeah and they're they're planning a big 2022 so we'll see how that changes too yeah exactly adam hinsley any uh any any feedback on that any thoughts yeah i'm I'm not really surprised by either one a rogue still being at the top and b rep gaining ground um you know rogue's been sort of king of that mountain for for a long time now in terms of volume and brand awareness and things like that but you got to give it up to rep i mean their growth has been pretty remarkable and their branding and their marketing has really come a long way their quality is very good in my opinion i've got a lot of rep gear and yeah i think that they're creating a a great um you know demographic for themselves and carving out a, a really strong niche kind of between the rogue and the titan and i think a lot of people are you know finding that to be an attractive option well what would you guys pick in five years i I still think it it's hard to bet against rogue just given who they are and how big they are and their brand awareness and the totality of strength training especially you know looking at some of their collaborations with some of the biggest names in the respective sports but you know it's hard to i mean i could see rep really making a push they're doing a lot of collaborations with some pretty elite strength athletes as well. And it's going to be interesting to see, but uh, I think it'll be close at the end of the day when it comes, you know, five years down the road. I would just say I'm with you. I think it would be, it'll actually be pretty close between rogue and rep, which I think is something that rep would want to hear. Like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, you know, like, but yeah, it is hard to bet against rogue who has just a, quite a bit larger variety of equipment that they offer so like even if rep was able to add 10 different pieces of material or 10 different pieces of equipment each year it still might not be able to catch up to rogue but yeah they have a monster catalog and they do a lot of third-party uh retail as well so it'll be interesting to see if rep starts to dabble in that a little bit more also yeah it'll be interesting to see if rep kind of like you mentioned as the in between between Titan and and Rogue do they start creating some of those strength machines that Titan dominates with a at a budget price do they create a better offering than Titan so a lot to look forward to all right Pittman what were we going to say I was going to say uh, I think Rogue's going to be um, at the top still but i think the the percentages are are, are going to change like maybe rogues like getting 50 percent of that that same survey but then um the the reps and titans are definitely gonna um make a jump there do you see amazon or or walmart buying no. somebody like titan no I, I i personally don't i think amazon and walmart are well currently i mean yeah I could be wrong, but a great place for like, um, cheap add-ons. Uh, and, um, yeah, you, you're going to get your big pieces from, uh, reputable companies, but yeah, I agree with that. All right. You want me to wrap up the survey stuff? Yeah. Just say something like, all right, time for the Q and a. Yeah. All right. Time (laughs) Time for the Q and a guys. All right, cool. Thanks, Jake. Now we're going to go into a Q&A with Adam Hensley from the Garage Gym Lab. So, Adam, you ready for this? I'm ready. All right. Um, if you haven't seen, Adam has a pretty impressive garage gym. It's got some of the best things. Two racks, the Sorenex, the rep rack. Um, your wall of bars is very impressive. All of it from the floor to the ceiling. But I'm sure it didn't start that way. How long have you been building out your garage gym? Oh, gosh. Yeah, it definitely didn't start that way. And, you know, it's one of the things that I 
constantly am telling people, it's like, you know, building a home gym is, is a journey and that's part of the fun of it. I started my gym back in the summer of 2016. Oh, actually, I guess it was Black Friday of 2016. I, I kind of got in at the same way a lot of people get in, you know, doing the whole Black Friday deal. So I bought a rogue rack, some plates, a uh, black zinc Ohio power bar, and I built a platform. Um, and I had like a little utility bench from Rogue. And I would say for the next six months, I didn't add a single thing. I just did what I did with the bare essentials. And then, you know, slowly over time, I think for the next probably nine months, I may have added two barbells. So if you look at my gym when I started it and you looked at my gym 18 months later, I think I had maybe five bars and a glued ham raise. And that was it, like beyond what I originally started with. And then it started to kind of pick up and accelerate and, you know, my accumulation of equipment. At that point, I was full on addicted to to the home gym. And then it just, you know, snowballed from there. But yeah, I've been building it for, for about five years now. It's awesome. Um, is there a product like along the way that like took your gym to the next level? Oh yeah. I mean, definitely my Sorenex rack. You know, I had the Rogue R3, which is a great, it's a great rack. It, it treated me really well for, for a long time, but there was something about the Sorenex rack that really, you know, amped it up a little bit just from the whole experience of it, being able to totally customize it with the different colors on whatever pieces I want, the logos. So whenever I got that in, it, it really set it off. And I also put a, a full rubber flooring in at the same time um, as that rack was delivered. And it just totally changed the whole look of the gym and certainly changed the feel of it. And I just, uh, yeah, it's still my prized possession in the gym. Awesome. Speaking of some of your prized possessions, um, you like to feature these two items often. So I have to ask you, if you had to pick one with price in mind, okay, so you can only have one price in mind, are you sticking with your prime single stack or the flywheel? Oh, the K-Box. Um, that is a hard one. I mean, they do different things. I really like it. I really like eccentric training, but I use the prime piece literally in every single training session. It's just so versatile and it fits my training a little bit more by doing like a more of a power building program. And while I use the K-Box uh, a good bit, I just, I get a little bit more utility, actually probably a lot of bit more utility out of the prime fitness piece and i just i love that piece it's it's outstanding it's got a huge weight stack it's very adjustable the one-to-one pulley on the high pulley is or one-to-one ratio rather on the high pulley is fantastic and i just can't say enough good things about that piece so i'd, I'd probably go with that one but i think the k-box is great as well are you awesome. able to are you able to share the price of that of the prime prime piece? prime yeah yeah, I think the prime, I think like all in with like the the pull down seat and the low row feet, you're probably looking at 4,200 ish before shipping. So, I mean, it's a, it's an investment. I mean, it's, you're probably looking at five grand by the time, by the time it's all said and done. If I'm remembering correctly, I, I think that that's, that's about right. Gotcha. Versus the K boxes depending on which K-Box you buy, there's, they have three different versions. If you just get the basic one, you know, I say quote unquote basic, it's like 1600. So it's a, it's a much smaller investment, but it just depends on your training style at the end of the day. You, uh, you mentioned power building. That sounds like a juggernaut AI thing, or is that what you're following right now? It is. Yeah. I've been doing it for, for a while. Well, I wouldn't say for a while. I mean, I started it back in August and then I got, me and my family went through like a wave of sickness for like a month. So I was sort of sporadic in my training on that. And then every October I do squat Tober. So I stopped doing it then, but now I'm back on it and I'm really enjoying it. Um, you know, it's a, it's a very, very fun program. The app is very intuitive and easy to use. Workouts are a little long, so I had to kind of modify it a little bit, but for the most part, I've been very pleased with the, with the programming. Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. I'm very impressed by what they're able to offer. Cool. Um, all right. <clears throat> so you mentioned your Sorenex base camp as um, that 
piece that took it to the next level, what would be your favorite rack attachment that you have? My favorite rack attachment, I'd probably go with my Go Strong cups. I just, from a fit and finish perspective, they're, they're just beautiful and they function so well. And I love the interchangeability with the rollers and the duffalo blocks. If you are, if you're a duffalo block or a duffalo bar user, the duffalo blocks are a total game changer just to prevent your bar from constantly spinning over and over. Um, and it's just a, it's just a great attachment. Very, you know, at the end of the day, it's very simple. It's a, it's a J cup. Uh, so it's not, you know, my, my favorite rack attachment is not going to be a jammer arm or anything like that too sexy, but um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a great attachment for me. And I use the monolift a lot as well on bench. So that's one of my most heavily used rack attachments also. Can we change that question to top three? Top three attachments? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would go with the with the Go Strong Cups. Um, I use the rep monolifts all the time on bench. Whenever I bench, I use a monolift. It's just a lot easier. I um, find it just to be, you know, that handoff, that easy handoff is, is so crucial for me, um, especially if you've got, you know, bad shoulders you don't want to have to kind of reach behind you and and pull it back over um and then my third one this is going to sound weird i'm i'm probably going to go triple j cup but the new alpha s um cups that i have are are pretty sweet and that if 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 you've got a 47 inch rack like a rep rack or a sornex rack then you you may know this jake they the Kabuki Cadillac bar doesn't really fit well in it. Uh-huh. And you can you can hit your uprights or hit your J cups and cause some cosmetic damage. So the Alpha S cups from Oak allow you to use that bar uninhibited, which has been really fun for me because I've been looking forward to using that bar more frequently in my training, but haven't really been able to out of fear of, of damaging some of my other equipment. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll go with the trifecta of J, J cups as my favorite attachments. Sweet. Sweet. Um, looking at your uh, your your bar collection, uh, I'm sure you have a handful of specialty bars. You just mentioned two of them: the Duffalo and the Cadillac bar. Uh, what is your favorite specialty bar that you own? For sure, the Mars bar. It's uh, that that bar has probably transformed my training more than any piece of equipment that I have. It's just been. If people aren't, if if your listeners aren't aware or familiar with the Mars bar, it's it's a, it looks like a safety squat bar, but it's really not. It's a low bar squat alternative that also doubles as a premier front squat bar, and it's just so comfortable. It's so balanced, and it's just been a, a real dream to train with. And honestly, when I'm not actively reviewing a, a straight bar or I'm not using a safety squat bar on like auxiliary movements. I'm exclusively using the Mars bar. It's a, it's just an awesome, awesome, awesome bar. So that probably our next question is probably going to get answered very quickly. Your, your most used specialty bar, is it the Mars bar? It is for sure. The Mars bar. I, Jake, you have one too, don't you? Sure do. Do you like it a lot? I love it. Um, for me, it's a, it's a toss up beat. It's a toss up between the Mars bar and the transformer bar. I, yeah, I actually, I would say if I only could have one, I would choose the transformer bar, but I do find myself using the Mars bar more. So if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. That's a, um, that's a common, that's a common question. I feel like I get, it's like, okay, I'm willing to invest. I want to invest in a bar like this. Do I go with the Mars bar or the transformer bar? And I always answer it with, if you actually intend to use all or most of the features of the transformer bar, then go with the transformer bar. But if you're really going to be focusing on low bar squatting or front squatting, then I would recommend the Mars bar. Yeah, I I would say that the, the primary placement of the Mars bar is better than any of the other placements of the transformer bar Hmm. and overall comfort but the transformer bar just have quite a bit more versatility so it's really just what do you want do you want the versatility or do you want the comfort and the positioning of the mars bar yeah 
Agreed. All right. I, I, I think with his um, triple J cup selection on the favorite rack attachment, this, uh, I don't know if this question works. Let, let's see if we can rephrase it, okay? Because our next question is, rack attachments are specialty bars. It's going to be pretty tough to use those specialty bars that you mentioned <laughs> without J-Cups. So how about this? You have to use a standard J-Cup, and you can have all the specialty bars you want. Or you get to use all your J-Cups, but no specialty bars. Which one are you choosing? <laughs> I'll, I'll pick the standard cups with all the specialty bars. I mean, that's pretty for obvious, sure. right? Yeah. Um, and I mean, look, there, there are some awesome rack attachments out there and rack attachments. I mean, they have come a long way and they're constantly coming out with really great ideas to, to create, um, you know, modular setups that can replicate some pretty awesome movements. So I think there, there are rack attachments that I would maybe prefer over some specialty bars, but overall, I just think that specialty bars provide a little bit more versatility, especially considering that you can use some, some specialty bars off the rack entirely, um, you know, from the floor or whatever. So yeah, I would go specialty bars. There are a number of garage gym accounts these days and many have hopes of making a career like you have. So what kind of advice do you have for them? Yeah, I would say that, you know, one of the first things that I would recommend is that if you want to do something, whether it's start a garage gym account or bake cookies for your neighborhood, whatever it is, you just got to take action, get past the fear. I've always found that the, the best cure for fear is taking action and you don't have to have it all figured out at the, you know, at the beginning. It's a, it's a journey, just like building a home gym. It's a journey. You got to be you know, you got to embrace the suck and just get through it all to, to hopefully have, you know, great success along the way. So that's one thing I would also recommend people not to play the comparison game. You know, I've, I've fallen victim to this at, you know, various stages of my life and, you know, business is one of them, relationships, whatever it may be. It's just not very healthy to play the comparison game. And, you know, it's easy to do, I would, I think. And especially when you're looking at somebody who quote unquote may have more success than you, blah, blah, blah. But you just got to realize that you're in a different season and you're in a different inning in the baseball game, so to speak. Don't compare your behind the scenes to somebody else's highlight reel. It can really zap your energy and just have fun with it. I mean, it's, uh, you know, creating business and, and, and doing things that for yourself and betting on yourself is a lot of fun. So just go with it go into it with a positive mentality and take action. Yeah. All great advice. Awesome. All right. I love this question. Uh, when you, when you first came out with the, um, the idea of the preacher pad, I'm watching your story and I was like, Oh man, that's brilliant. So, um, can you retell how you came up with the idea for the preacher pad? <laughs> man. So have you, do you guys ever see that Reddit, that subreddit shower thoughts? Have you ever been I've, there? Uh, I've, I've followed them briefly on Instagram. They have an Instagram where they just, you know, plug things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a, they post things like, I just randomly thought about this, like while taking a shower or whatever. And it was like, it was sort of like that. So I was about to do a review on the surplus strength pulley system, universal pulley system. And I was trying to come up with a unique way to demonstrate some movements on the low pulley. And it was, you know, this had never even dawned in my head up to that point. And it was the very first thing that I thought of when I asked myself that question was that I could use my kid's nugget couch um, as a portable preacher curl. And if you're not familiar with the nugget couch, it's like a highly configurable play couch it's got two rectangular pieces that fold and then two triangular pieces and you can build forts with it and your kids can jump jump on it and everything so i just went and got it and brought it down and to my shock and surprise it worked really well i mean it, it didn't work well and that the, the foam was very you know way too soft and the cover was gonna leave pit stains and all that kind of stuff so with the right modifications um, and foam and, and things like that it was going to be a very legit 
sort of piece. And that's sort of how the idea was born. And the very next morning I called Abmat and said, would you guys want to collaborate? And we spent the next four months redesigning it and coming up with the proper shape and foam and vinyl and all that. And here we are today. It seemed like you you posted something on Instagram. I was curious to see, like, to hear when did you actually think, oh, wait, I can potentially turn this into a product. So it sounds like it was pretty much right away. Well, I saw the response from people yeah. on Instagram. Gotcha. I mean, people were going out and like literally grabbing their nugget couches and doing preacher curls and sending me the videos. And then people were commenting in the, in, in the comment section, oh, I can't wait. I'm, I'm going to go buy a nugget couch now. I'm going to convince my wife to buy a nugget couch. I'm going to have a kid just so I can have a nugget couch, like all this stuff. And I was like, okay, people are willing to like go make babies to have this kind of product. Maybe I should uh, think about actually <laughs> making it a legitimate thing. And I started that night, I started researching it because I was convinced that, you know, somewhere there's got to be something like this out there. And to, to, to have a novel concept in this space is seemingly impossible. Um, so when I saw that I really didn't see anything at all, that's when I realized I need to call Abmat like first thing. You know, I, I really like every dad who's like come into contact with the nugget and who had a home gym's like, oh my God, of course. And then <laughs> like your follow-up videos, because you reposted all the ones that were sent to you of like all these dads out there curling on the nugget. I, <laughs> I absolutely loved that. It was so much fun to watch. So, you know, you know uh, what I think? What I think is cool is that you posted it on Instagram, like seemingly just for content and ultimately decided to make it a product, try and make it a product, but no other product designer or engineer or anybody swooped in and tried to do anything or like they didn't see it just from you doing that as well. So I think that's pretty interesting too. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, Abmat and I kept it pretty hush-hush for the several months that we were developing it. Um, so there was some time there where there was a little bit of concern of where was a company going to come in and potentially see that and try to try to build it or create it. Uh, so, you know, thankfully that didn't happen. And, um, you know, we were able to, to get a pretty cool name with it. The Preacher Pad fits really well. And, um, you know, hopefully if companies... Well, hopefully companies don't knock it off. Um, so if anybody's out there listening, go knock it off. Um, but I, th I think that it'll be the, uh, the preeminent name in, in a product like this, at least. I mean, it, it's such a cool product. It's awesome to watch you have such success with that after like witnessing the birth of the journey. So that was very cool. <laughs> so that's a huge success story. Have you made any home gym mistakes along your journey? I don't know that I would consider necessarily a mistake, but it was uh, something that I sort of regret, I guess. And I just found that to be pretty inefficient was the full eight by eight platform that a lot of us in the home gyms tend to build. That's certainly how I started my home gym. I mounted my R3 to it and I did it right in the middle of my room. And it just made it very awkward to move around and wheel my bench around and have to lift it up above the above the platform. So, you know, fortunately, I don't think I've made too many big mistakes, but that's probably the one that I look back on and say, I should have probably just done a stall mat floor throughout, you know, earlier and not built the platform. Now, obviously, if you're doing Olympic lifting and um, Olympic weightlifting and you're dropping from overhead and things like that, then having a platform is, is great to have. I wasn't doing any of that. So I could have gotten away with just having, you know, mats on the floor. But, uh, but yeah, I'd probably pick that. That's always the big mistake I, I mentioned as well. Um, just as uh, someone in doing something similar to you, I'd be curious to hear um, if you've made any, if you would say you've made any mistakes um, in your business um, of Gratian Lab. Like, have you spent too much time on something that didn't work out? Or just, is there anything um, that comes to mind there? Well, I am, I get, I have ADD, like big time. Um, and 
I tend to get super hyper-focused on things and have some perfectionism in my life. And all of that, you know, can, can lead me to maybe going down a rabbit hole or two of things that aren't probably going to be big movers for the business, but I'll still find myself focused on them for too long of times until I realize, you know, I should probably focus on things that are really going to move the needle here and not get uh, inundated with, you know, fantasy type stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's something that I constantly struggle with really. And, um, you know, it is what it is, but, you know, mistakes in business are ultimately great learning lessons and, you know, just take, take them, from, take from them what you will and move on. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. All right. Um, final question. Any bold predictions for the home gym industry in 2022? Ooh. Um, well, I think you look back at the beginning of, of COVID, which is just so hard to believe it's been two years now. And there's been just a lot of momentum in the home gym space, a lot of growth in the home gym space, new companies, new pieces of equipment, some innovation, et cetera. And I'm not sure how bold of a prediction necessarily this is. But I just think that the trajectory of the home gyms is it's, it's beyond comprehension to me. I think it's just going to continue to soar. I think this is a paradigm shift in the market. And I think that this is going to be a movement that's here to stay. So it's hard to quantify that. I don't know where you would quantify that. I think that 2022 could be the biggest year for home gyms in terms of total revenue for home gym equipment companies. Um, so that's probably what I would, probably what I would say. Um, I don't know how bold that is, but I'm just excited for the, for the growth of the industry. And I think that there's just tons of opportunity here. Jake, you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I would say I agree with Adam for the most part. Um, it's really, really hard to, make a bold prediction like you just really have, have sure. no idea by definition I'm, I'm, yeah i'm like trying to think of a bold prediction right now i'm like i don't know i don't know <laughs> yeah uh, yeah uh, home gyms are going to take over crossfit yeah like one know. one year one year is actually really a a really short time to like make some sort of dramatic shift um you need something like a covid to really make that switch Did you hear that guys jake yeah. from garage gym experiment says we need another covid <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah or a, or a scandal we need a scandal of some sorts Ooh. yeah we need planet fitness or something or like scandal yeah yeah exactly yeah pizza wednesdays were happy actually to make you fat so you kept coming <laughs> Fuck this place i'm starting a home gym <laughs> we're gonna clip that we're gonna clip that and we're gonna pay a lot of ads and we're gonna send it everywhere yeah, and make make some Planet Fitness like a marketer or something moving his lips with my words. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy how easy it is to do that now. You see some of those like fakes. Yeah, like, that's pretty good. Uh-huh. Awesome, man. That was like that was a great episode. Hey, Adam, thank you so much. Uh, that wraps up our Q and A with you. Um, I'll keep following his content, Adam. You want to plug your stuff real quick? Yeah, you can find me you know, at Garage Gym Lab on Instagram, basically anything Garage Gym Lab, garagegymlab.com, Garage Gym Lab on YouTube. And uh, yeah, like Jake and like Adam, I'm, you know, constantly out there on the social medias and YouTubes of the world engaging with people. So feel free to hit me up anytime and let's rock this home gym community. Send it to the moon. <laughs> yeah, I, that's right. I, I doubt anybody that is listening to this podcast doesn't know where to find Adam from Gratchim. We got we got to give our guests a chance to plug. That's how I it know. Works. It's my. Well, I, I just I do I do I, I do want to say really quickly too that I think that this is really cool. Like some people could probably look at Gratchim Experiment, Gratchim Lab, and think that these guys are you know competing in the same space and going after the the same stuff. And I just think it's cool that you and I, uh, meaning you know the the brands can collaborate and do some really cool stuff together. And I look forward to doing more stuff like this with you in the future. 
for sure. I would love to have you on pretty soon again. Cause I mean, I feel like we could talk for hours, so we should definitely do that. Make this a, a regular thing. hundred percent. Let's do it. Yeah. In the space. It's just the more content, the merrier. It's just more for, for us to absorb. I love it. Yeah. No yeah you've been an awesome guest, Adam. Thank you so much. Uh, Jake, you have anything to say to the people? Nope. You heard it from Jake, guys. We're done with you. All right. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Bye.